Welcome to A Work of Grace, a podcast to encourage and uplift Christian women in everyday life like marriage, parenting, and godly womanhood. Sometimes we get a warped view of the marriage relationship. We excuse bad behavior because we don't know what love really means. But if we truly did understand how to love, so many more marriages would be healthy and whole. On today's episode, we will discuss what love truly means and what it means for a husband to love his wife. Candidly sharing her own story of when her husband said, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Amy will explain what love ought to be between a husband and a wife. Here's your host, Amy and Beau. Thank you, Sarah. We had barely been married a year when he said those terrible, heartbreaking words. I knew something was off in the weeks previous. He wouldn't touch me anymore. He barely spoke to me, at least not the way that he used to. Sleeping in the same bed was like sleeping with a stranger. And forget about any kind of intimacy. It just wasn't happening. I was hurt, lonely, and headed for trouble. We both were. And those words confirmed that what I had been sensing was true. So early in our marriage, neither one of us knew what love meant. And because Marcus wasn't a believer, he certainly had no idea what it means for a husband to love his wife. I gathered the courage and asked my husband what was going on. And he responded with, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Nice, hey? Just what a new bride wants to hear. This is what I call Hollywood love. The fluff we see in movies. And it's crap. It really is. It's love based on feelings. Fickle feelings. It isn't true love. Well, obviously things worked out since we are happily married and we're working on year 22. Those early years were still rough and painful. It wasn't until I received a lot of healing from the Lord and Marcus coming to faith in Jesus that our marriage got better. And my husband will be the first to tell others that he had no idea what it meant to love his wife before he was a believer. This is a different kind of love, not a worldly love or how the secular world views love. This is a supernatural love from heaven. So let's see what it means for a husband to love his wife by looking at scripture. So what is love? Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself to her. And so that scripture verse, it talks about how the husband is to love his wife. But sometimes we need to dig deeper in order to really get the gist of a verse. In our culture, we have just one word for love. It's just love. Sure, we can whip out the thesaurus and find several synonyms, but they all basically mean the same general all-encompassing thing. There are, however, four and actually even five different words for love in Greek, and each has its own specific meaning. So first we have storgy, which is an affection like the parents and children have for each other. It's a family bond. The second is philia, which is a love between friends or phileo, so a brotherly love or a friendship love. Then there's eros, which is a passionate love, an intimate love, and that has to do with sexual desire. Another one that I recently discovered is epithumia or thumos. 
And this is where we get the word, our word thermos from. And that one is about passion and emotion. And then finally, there is agape love, which is God's supernatural love. This is a totally uh, non-emotion-based love. And the word that Paul uses for love in this verse in Ephesians is agape. So he's not saying storgy, he's not saying philia, he's not saying eros, and he's not saying thumos. He's saying agape. So husbands, agape your wives. And so Paul assumes that a husband and wife already feel phileo and eros in their marriage and thumos. Otherwise, why would they even bother getting married if they didn't have those those feelings already? So note that I said feel or feelings because these uh, versions of love are just that. They're feelings. Now, agape love is a decision for higher love. It's a choice to love. 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 to 8, that gives us a definition of love. And it gives, it's a very clear picture of what love is supposed to be. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Now, instead of using the word love in that verse, I'm going to put my name in it. And I hope that after this podcast, you will do the same. This exercise is very eye-opening. So put your name in it. I'm going to put mine in it and see if it fits. Amy is patient. Amy is kind. Amy does not envy. Amy does not boast and she is not proud. She does not dishonor others. Amy is not self-seeking. Amy is not easily angered. Amy keeps no record of wrongs. Amy does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. She always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Amy never fails. Oh, um, I don't think that works very well. (laughs) Um, I've just told a bunch of lies right there. What about your husband? What about his name? Or maybe have him put your name in there. Play around with this verse with your husband and and put each other's names in and see like it's very convicting and uh, this isn't uh, isn't supposed to be bringing you shame but it's just supposed to convict and say hey here's some areas we need to work on okay uh and then after you're done that after you're done putting your name in there and your husband's name in there then i want you to replace the word love with the name of jesus it makes a whole difference jesus is patient jesus is kind Jesus does not envy. And we can continue on with that whole verse. And then at the end, Jesus never fails. And that is truth right there. So doing that kind of an exercise, it ought to make you want to love like that, to love your husband that way. That's a healthy love. That's what agape love is. And this is the love a husband should have for his wife and vice versa. It's a love that we need to be having for each other. So Paul is saying that to truly love your wife as Jesus loves the church, there is a decision that is made in addition to the heart. You see, 
it is love so great that it can be given to the unlovable or unappealing. Agape love gives and loves because it wants to. It does not demand or expect repayment from the love given. It gives because it loves. It does not love in order to receive. I love those ways that agape love is explained. Paul is encouraging husbands to go beyond kindness and compassion by choosing austerity and and consideration for their wives. So, basically, a complete act of selflessness. Christ has a self-sacrificial love for the church, and husbands are to have the same kind of love, self-sacrificial. And wives are to have that same kind of love as well. So what about submission? Oh, God gave husbands and wives these commands for marriage for a reason. They balance each other out. They complement each other. When one is out of balance, or both are out of balance, trouble ensues. Husbands may abuse their headship, creating an oppressive environment instead of a holy and freeing relationship. And wives end up becoming controlling and cold. When a husband loves his wife the way that he ought to, she will have no problem with godly submission. I mean, in general. Sometimes it's difficult when I want to go shopping and Marcus says no. That can be hard. But I do strive to submit to him because I am commanded to, for one. But he, he sure makes it easy for me to submit. Very easy. So what can I do to encourage agape love? That, that is a really good question. And maybe you're wondering what you can do as a wife to encourage agape love in your marriage. Well, there's a few things. But first, let me say something you can't do or try to do. And that's control your husband. It's just not going to work, friend. He's responsible for his behavior and you are responsible for yours. But here is what you can do to foster agape love in your marriage. One, you can pray. I know it might not seem like much, but... Any change that has occurred in my marriage has been because of prayer. So don't give up on praying for your man. And, you know, prayer is, we treat it as a last resort and it should not, should not be. It's, uh, we don't understand. We cannot grasp the power that comes in prayer. So keep praying. Number two, submit. And I know the argument well, because I've tried to use it myself. Well, I'd submit if he loved me better. Yeah, I get it. But it doesn't work that way. That is not what scripture says. Paul didn't say, wives, submit when your husband proves his agape love to you. We submit because we honor God when we do. I know it isn't easy, but it is good. Number three, talk. Communication is key. Plan a date night with your hubby and bring some planned out discussion questions. I love these conversations with my husband. Sure, they are Some of them are uncomfortable for me at times because I have to hear something I don't really want to hear, but it's good for our marriage. I did create some printable discussion questions that include the topic of agape love and submission, and these are available on my website. I'll put the link um, below the podcast in Podbean so you can get it, or you can just go ahead and search my website for um, the title of this uh, podcast, and you'll find it, what it means for a husband to love his wife. It'll be at the bottom. And so um, just have those, cut out those questions and, and keep them stashed in your purse for a date night. You know, and just pick out a few to discuss in one outing. Don't try and squeeze all the questions in. Just pick some. 
And there's some blank ones for your own questions and you can make them as saucy as you wish. Number four, forgive. If you want to quickly destroy your marriage, keep holding on to that grudge. Healthy marriages practice keeping short accounts with each other. With God's grace and his agape love for your husband, you can choose forgiveness. Ask him for a softened heart towards your husband. And number five, remember. Remember, you are a team. You are doing life together. Root for each other. Encourage each other. Be on each other's side. Well, what about that Hollywood love, though? I'm sure you want to know what happened to I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Well, my husband did come back to me after talking to his mom and a lot of a lot of prayer by me. I prayed like crazy. Uh, he started to understand what true love was. And it took a while. It took a while, but um, even now today, he displays true agape love. And, you know, we're both still learning. After 22 years of marriage, we're both still learning about agape love and about uh, marriage in general. So the question is, how do you and your husband foster agape love? Go ahead and leave a comment um, on the podcast or go to my website and leave a comment on that blog post. Send me a message, whatever. You know, let me know. How do you and your husband foster agape love? And don't forget to go and get those discussion questions, those discussion cards. Thanks for listening to this podcast what it means for a husband to love his wife. You can read the blog post of this podcast at amyimbo.com. Just click the link below the podcast in Podbean. You can also find me on various social media using the links on my site. I'd love to hear what you thought about today's podcast. Leave a comment and let me know. Next week, we'll talk about why I do go to bed angry sometimes. I will share with you why I sometimes push back on the age-old marriage rule of never going to bed angry. If you have struggled with this rule, then I think that you will enjoy next week's podcast. Thanks for joining us this week on A Work of Grace. Make sure to visit our website, amyandbo.com or A Work of Grace. You can subscribe to this podcast on Podbean or download from either Podbean, Google Play Music, or iTunes. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate you sharing it on social media. Just click share below the podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. In the meantime, remember, you are rescued, redeemed, restored.